0: If you consider someone as an outsider, as someone that isn't like you, you're more than happy to tolerate them being exposed to some level of pain. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Comfort Zone, the podcast that redefines personal and professional development, guiding you through change, the easy way, so that you can live your best life. And my name is Adam Kowalik. Have you ever felt heavy, bad, too serious, like you're having the weight of the world on your shoulders, depressed even? What is it that can make life feel so... Void of flow, freedom and ease. I'd say it's this. The thought or the assumption that things shouldn't feel that way. Let me unbundle this. Feeling what you're feeling isn't wrong. If anything, the feeling is a signal. There to guide you back to your natural state of peace and well-being. What makes a feeling bad... Is the thinking and evaluation of it as bad? It's not bad, though. It's a signal. Like one of those warning lamps that switches on in your car uh, to signal when it's time for service. Oil change or that you're running on the spare tank. A feeling will often turn bad when you think or say to yourself, Once I don't feel like this, then things will be better. It's a very typical thing to do, and I've done this plenty of times in my life. I get it. I get how easy it is to think this way. Unknowingly, what you've done is to condition your well-being, creating conditions for it, for when it can be achieved. You've put it out there somewhere in time. Other times, what is a typical thing is to compare comparing what you're feeling with how things felt before, or how you think someone else might be doing, and thinking that that is a better way to feel. Or perhaps you think that once you have the most of something, when you're better then, when you win, then you'll be happy. And you enter a fictive or literal competition, thinking that emerging as a winner will somehow have your happiness reveal itself. I often see this competition, comparison and or conditioning preventing people from living their best lives right now. Another thing I see that arises from this situation is the scarcity mindset. It's a survival mode kind of living where it's about fighting, fleeing, or freezing. This is a mode of struggling and suffering. And it's a feeling void of flow, freedom, and ease. When you're in a scarcity mindset, it's easy to see others as your competition. As if there's simply not enough for everyone. And if someone else is winning, it means you're losing. If someone else landed their dream job, you can't help it but to feel cheated out of your own dream job. What about you? What about your dreams? With an outlook of conditioning, comparing and competing, seeing other people as adversaries, thinking there's not enough for everybody, what you inadvertently make up is a them and a me. Me against Them. This is an easy thing to get caught up in. As a simple example, you've most likely heard about the ego, right? Perhaps you've even heard that the ego is bad, and we must not let the ego run the show. The way that I define the ego is as a function, not as good or bad. It's a function like a muscle or reflex in your body it has a goal. The ego's goal is to protect. Protect you. You've most likely heard me talk about how our minds has a primary directive of protection for your survival. It's evolution. And for there to be a you to protect you must be aware of your existence. You must be aware of where you begin and where you end. And so, in comes the ego. The thing helping you to make up a separate you. Separate from everything else. Separate from the phone in your hand or the laptop in your lap. Separate from the floor. Separate from that other person right across from you. You're simply you and every thing else is everything else a you and a them that's what the ego does for you not because it's bad but because it has a function and a goal to help your mind make sense of what it's supposed to protect now why you might not want the ego to uncontrollably run the show is because when there's a separation There's a disconnect between all that is one. If you fail to see the connection to all that is one, you might not see how what you eat is part of how you feel or how your microbiome in your gut is connected to your immune system, how your decisions and lifestyle can turn certain genes on or off. Another thing that might go unnoticed when you can't see all that is one is how you hurt yourself when you hurt your habitat. When your environment suffers, you too will suffer. Or how there's a delicate ecosystem at play, all around the world connecting the soil, plants, animals, oceans and the skies, and changes in one makes changes in the others. Years ago, when I was starting out on my own personal development journey, I picked up a book called Change Your Body, Change the World by Frank Forensic. In the book, there was a quote that I carried with me ever since by Jose Ortega y Gasset that went like this. I am I plus my surroundings, and if I do not preserve the latter, I do not preserve myself. What I take my surroundings to mean is not just the environment, but everything that is surrounding what you call you. Here's what I really wanted to talk with you about today in this episode. Just a few days ago, I decided that I was going to leave and shut down certain social media accounts of mine. First of all, I don't use them so much anyway. And the reason is that they're simply not doing what they used to do for me. These days, most often, when I'm on social media, I end up feeling drained anxious or even low social media is a place full of comparison competition and even conditioning so no wonder I feel so low after some time on social media my issue with social media is this one it is a place where if you get caught up in it you will feel more lack scarcity and possibly anxiety and two A place that breeds separation and even disconnect. Just the other day, I came across a study referenced by one of the world's leading experts in cyber forensics and cyber crime, Mary Aiken. Where she shared that there is a study that was looking at the use of social media and seeing that when that is going on, there's a decrease in empathy and an increase in narcissism over time. There is a phenomenon called online disinhibition, which is not too dissimilar to inebriation, meaning being drunk, only online. This is pointing to a distorted and disconnected sense of relating. And this got me thinking of yet another study that was done where they explored schadenfreude, a German word to explain the joy that can be felt when someone hurts themselves or gets Punished. And in Swedish, we would say skade glädje. In the study, they were measuring spectators of a soccer game, having had them hooked up with all kinds of sensors. When the spectators team scored, there was of course the expected excitement being recorded with all the sensors. But surprisingly, this excitement came second to the times when the other team botched a chance to score a goal. When they failed to capitalize on the opportunity, what was registered for the spectators was a huge spike in excitement, bigger than for when their own team scored a goal. It seems like we're happier to see someone lose than we are to see ourselves winning. And I have one final study to share with you here, so bear with me. So in another study... The subject was wearing a red t-shirt in a room by themselves and in came another person also wearing a red t-shirt who had to put on a pair of gloves that was hooked up to deliver electric shocks to the wearer. The subject was being monitored to track and measure their reactions to what was playing out. When the other person in the red t-shirt received the electric shocks, the subject was recorded displaying what could be associated with empathy or compassion, simply feeling somewhat sorry for the other person. When the experiment was repeated, but this time the person who entered the room was wearing a green t-shirt instead of a red t-shirt. When the person in the green t-shirt received the electric shocks from the gloves, the subject, still wearing a red t-shirt was recorded experience what looked like relief. And for a lack of better word, a slight excitement triggered by a dopamine release. What I've taken away from that t-shirt experiment is that if you consider someone as an outsider, as someone that isn't like you, you're more than happy to tolerate them being exposed to some level of pain. And I think therein, lies a way forward. Instead of seeing others as separate, a you and them, see us as connected, a we, all as one. When we can see that we are all one, all part of a delicate ecosystem perfectly engineered by nature through trial and error, we won't be tolerating the suffering of others be that the planet, plants, people, or any living thing. Because when we see separation, we are capable of immense atrocity. And when we see what is actually true, that we are all connected, there's a oneness. There's no comparison, no competition, no winners, no losers, and no conditions to what is our natural state of being. A state of flow, freedom and ease. I mentioned that I'm getting off most social media channels. And if you want to connect with me and keep the conversation going, I'm inviting you to send me a direct message on WhatsApp. See the link in the show notes or consider hanging out with me on the audio content platform Wisdom. A link for that you can find in the show notes. Or finally, join my Insider community for free for now, not sure for how long that will be the case, by visiting insider.adamkowalik.com. I hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening to Inside the Comfort Zone with me, Adam Kowalik, and I'll be back next week with another regular episode. If you like the show, please follow and rate it on Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think should hear what we spoke about today, please share it with them. The best way to get the episode as soon as possible is to subscribe to Inside the Comfort Zone via Spotify or whatever podcast app you like to use. Check out some of the previous episodes by visiting insidethecomfort.zone. Visit the website inside the InsideTheComfort.Zone or click the link in the show notes for a chance to send me your questions and feedback as a voice message. And with your permission, if it's valuable for our listeners, your content might be featured in an upcoming episode. Inside The Comfort Zone was brought to you by Adam Kowalik, life coach, speaker and author on a mission to redefine personal and professional development. Thank you for being you and please keep it up. Talk more soon.